All I want for Christmas is my chrome livery for my Cobra Mech 3. Oh, no, you know the, 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 the difference with the side one and the chrome, uh, the Cobra is, is huge. I thought I upgraded my side one and thought, oh, this is gonna, this is a good ship. I'm not gonna need a better one. I got one and whoa, control is better. It's, um, it's so much faster as well. More space inside. That's just that's such an awesome ship too. Like I still use mine. I've got freaking ships that cost six, you know fifty times what that one did, and like it's I still keep that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably it's really cheap too, isn't it? Was it a million or less? It was the three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, yeah, three hundred. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I upgraded a lot of stuff, but uh, even the components it has are already high end. Yeah, the only most uh, level I think three, I'm four. still struggling to find upgraded thrusters for it. I just haven't gone out of my way to get. Was it the thrusters? I'm missing one piece of equipment that it's like I'm still on the original, or I think I'm on D grade. It's like ah, right, right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I found better ones, but then um, there's a huge gap. So I thought, um, yeah, I'm okay for now. It's, it seems huge till you get something even bigger, but. No, mine, I, I wish it had, uh, after, after having a couple other ships, um, I wish mine had more utility slots. Oh, right, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember, I've got like my kill warrant scanner and my, uh, I think I've got Hatchbreaker Olympus on it right now. But it's like, okay, I want Hatbre- I, I, I want like three different kinds of limpets and my kill warrant scanner and a <laughs> wake scanner and all that. It's like, yeah, there's just not enough slots on the damn thing. Mine's my my pirate experiment rig. So I've got a, I've got like a railgun, and a, I think I've still just got pulse lasers on it. But that railgun, like you target somebody's drive or their power plant, and they're freaking done. So then they're just floating through space. You launch the hatchbreaker limpets at them, and then they just start you know draining cargo. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's what we've been playing this week, elite. Uh, well, actually, the last few weeks. Welcome to the Combo Podcast. Hello. Elite Dangerous. Good game, good game, good game. Oh, good game, excellent good game. game. Good game. Watch out for the fidget spinners. <laughs> Boy Wonder defeats fidget spinners. <laughs> yeah, the, the recent attacks have been interesting. Uh, when people save um, people from the, the stations yeah. and how the community responds to it. Really interesting. So, you know, we did touch on it before, how, uh, how the community comes together to, uh, to, to tackle issues and... Uh, that's another one so a few space stations have been attacked around the galaxy i think this just in thargoids attack stations in the bubble yeah i think it's a certain area somewhere in space that's been near all the loads of people pleiades sectors i can't remember which stations they attacked did they attack the one in in maya or was it i can't remember which stations it was i don't know somewhere there it's uh it's probably a thousand hours away from where I am, but uh, yeah, I'm about. <laughs> it's just really interesting to how people actually come together and like um, they're actually being civilized, you know, queuing to get oh, yeah. people out. And I, so. I was amazed when in the when the Thargoids really started making their presence there. Um, I I was actually just I happened to be passing through there, coming back from like an ex, like an exploration uh, journey. So and I, I ended up running into a couple Thargoids in my unarmed exploration rig. Uh, and, you know, ran like mm. hell because, uh, you know, ah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just that sound effect even just like, oh, my God, like I jumped into a jumped into an area and like I just heard them, you know, all the all the different sounds. And then here comes this big ass thing and it just ran right into me. And then it got pissed off like I ran into it <laughs> and started to fire on me. And uh, 
Luckily, my my ass ran fast. But uh, no, I like <laughs> I went to the station in Maya where the community goal was at the time, and I've never, yeah, you know, I might run into a commander here and there, you know, I have to wait for a launch pad or whatever. But I mean, there's a line of traffic to get into a, a significant station. Um, it, was, it was enough that it was bogging my frame rate down. <laughs> like it was, I've never had that many yeah, players well, in one spot. So it's really interesting, and it's happening right now. Yeah, it's, so it's been you, amazing. Uh, yeah, you know, I like the I like the game a lot. Uh, so I got it, and um, yeah, I've been playing it for a few weeks now, I guess. Uh, about twenty hours so far, and uh, let me tell you, combat is really hard. I don't do combat. Uh, it gets a little easier depending but, on the uh, control method. Yeah, no, I like the flying around. I love seeing uh, the different systems and stations, and um, yeah, it's just you know, it's really interesting how. Um, the, it's core gameplay is really strong, mm. but then you have this bit of um, I guess like story uh, or lore built on top of it, so it doesn't feel like aimless flying around. Plus, on top of that, you build your own story uh, yeah. by you know whatever you do, really. So uh, whether you want to be an explorer or you just carry people around space or uh, do certain missions for uh, different. Um, alliances or clans uh yeah so yeah you, you so talked about like really fun yeah yeah you talked about player like player involvement and how the players come together and i think that one elite has one of my favorite kind of player run organizations of any game that i've come across and it's the the fuel rats um an entirely player run organization they have their own irc like dispatch channel that they used to run a separate discord for it but they abandoned that but basically it's just it's a group of players who you know, they'll get a call or a message that, you know, from another player who they, they may be out 20,000 light years away and they've run out of fuel. And these guys will go and do whatever it takes to go save them. And they'll even make like a code red thing. Like if, Hey, I've ran out of fuel or, you know, I'm, I'm damaged. Like my canopy's damaged and I've only got X amount of oxygen or whatever. Um, they'll do whatever it takes to go save these people. I mean, that, you know, thousands of light years away even. So it's just, it's amazing. Like, just that kind of player dedicated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's really like like only in video games do you have people like that, right? Yeah. And even so, then, it's just it's, um, it's a rare occurrence yeah. in, in video games to have that kind of you know coming together. Yeah. Not nice people in video games. What? Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't show up uh, and go, "Hi, you're out of fuel because yeah. I was with your mom." Ha. Huh? You know. <laughs> 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 I guess maybe it's not the type of game to attract kids. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you get as many of the the kids playing uh, the latest Call of Duty playing this one as well. I don't think you'll be you know be seen as a cool kid for playing Elite at school. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's quite the same hype to it. But very excellent game. So I'm currently in Federation space. And I've been traveling around a lot, and I haven't seen a non-Federation station yet. Oh, really? So, I'm not sure how that works. I feel like that's somewhere where there could be more interaction, because I'm, like, I'm a a baron or whatever. You know, I'm highly ranked with with the Imperials, with the Empire, and I'm working on my Federation rank, because I want to get my permit to Seoul. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm highly ranked with the Federation, too. It's like they're not really at war or competing or whatever so it's just like okay you can just kind of go rank up with whoever you want to and it doesn't have any adverse effects elsewhere you know outside of some of the the power play options but 
I fly to an, an Imperial station. They'll welcome me with open arms. I fly to a Federation station. They welcome me with open arms. I really, uh, yeah, I feel like there could have been some, some more done there, but I, I guess I'm not all into the political lore either to know maybe, Hey, they have been in a long alliance. So, so what's the story then? Well, that's the, I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I'm not that familiar with the lore. I know back, I think there was a, a war at one point in time, but then they united against, was it when the Thargoids invaded or there was something else other than the Thargoids? And I can't remember if they, there was an alliance formed then or what. I don't know. It's something I need to do some more reading about. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been playing since the game was released and I still find new stuff all the time. And I've, my favorite lately has been just running uh, passenger missions. You know, there's kind of a. Oh, that's what. Yeah. That's what well, I've been doing since I got shut down. Uh, when I tried to take out a generator on a planetary <laughs> base. Uh, warning, you're trespassing. And then, oh no! And then, boom! It's like, what? <laughs> Come on, man, I had shields, what? Um, it, yeah, it didn't end well, so that was it. Well, I, I had something happen for the first time. So I've been running illegal passengers. For whatever reason, you know, the system I'm kind of calling home is home to a lot of criminals, because I guess I'm kind of on the border of the bubble. But uh, they all want to pay like a million plus Rebel. credits to go one system over just to see a planet and fly back. But they're all criminals. So if I get scanned, you know, because these stations are still, they're federal stations. Like they have, you know, there'll be anywhere from two to five or six, you know, uh, you know, enforcement units. So I try to go silent running and like jettison out of the station as fast as I can. Like just hit the mail slot as quick as I can in my Cobra. So I go blazing out as fast as I can. And it's uh, all of a sudden I get a, uh, uh, like a bounty notice or not a bounty, like a, uh, like a wanted notice. And it was for uh, reckless flying. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that was even such a thing. I just exited the station too fast. And I've boosted out of the stations plenty of times before, but I guess, uh, took notice of the flight controller that time. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it got a hundred credit. Maybe flying. it was the extra adrenaline when you, I guess, I don't know what is that was nuts. And then just having to silent running back in, you know, to try to avoid getting scanned. Because if I get scanned, they're just going to blow me out of the sky. So, it's been, yeah, been, been I, fun. I've had this happen on a few occasions. A few occasions where uh, I didn't know it was an illegal passenger and I just go, warning, trespassing. <laughs> it's like, a, what? <laughs> no, 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 boom. <laughs> it's, it's like, come on, man. That's like, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they pay well, the transport missions, but to just literally take a passenger from one place to another. And it's, it's good for well, me I because I'm like, okay, flying. So, you know, I make an eight light year jump and these guys are paying a million plus. But if you go through like the, the passenger yeah, yeah, log, you know, there's other ones. Oh, I'll pay 1.8 million credits to go 30,000 light years to, you know, the other side of the bubble or the other side of the galaxy and back. And, like, and, the, no and those uh, side, sightseeing missions as well. So if you could go to a few places and then come back. Yeah, that's what I've been running. They want to go to you know, one when, place and come back, and it's a total of eight light years. It's one jump away. <laughs> jump yeah. there, scan the beacon, <laughs> come back. It's about seven minutes. <laughs> it, it's it's a bit funny though how they just want to go see a beacon. Yeah, for two minutes. Yeah, they don't they don't even want to like make a full orbit of the planet or anything like that. They just go to the beacon, scan it. The second you scan the beacon, okay, that's good. Come back, okay. Another thing, planetary landings. Uh, you don't have horizons, do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do have. Yeah, so they are so fun. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. 
Um, uh, so you approach a planet, you know, cause normally you would just jump, uh, out of, uh, the, what was it? FSD. And then you just end up at the, in the front of the station. Yeah. Whereas when you approach a planet, you have to slow down uh, and, uh, and then go into orbit. And then once you're in orbital flight, you have to, uh, you know, you, you find the spot on the planet where you want to go down and, uh, yeah, then you glide and it's just really fun. It fe- it feels so good. I love the, the like creaking and groaning as you're entering that planet's gravitational pull. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that is so fun. It's like glide and gauge and then everything turns off and you just, it makes, it makes me really upset it. that they have not done atmospheric planets. You know, cause I can, I can just imagine, okay, like, you know, every planet that you can go to is, you know, one that's, has no atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So I want to, I want to come and land on a planet, you know, where, oh, you know, you have to, you know, deal with heat and entering the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, it's kind of what like star citizens trying to do right now. But, you know, I, I think the elite model is better for that. Also imagine being able to do stuff in cities or oh, stations. Yeah. So can you just imagine, uh, like a planet like Mars, nothing on it, but that's just that huge base and city. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Well, we I think even do to have, stuff. Yeah. Okay. What if you you could go land on like a more populated planet? You know, what if you went and landed on Earth? And hey, there's, you know, obviously they're not going to model every city, but hey, there's ten ten you can choose from, and they're all very populated. I guess it's a lot to ask for, but uh, uh, those that would be really fun. Regarding Star Citizen, uh, <laughs> I guess. They're, they're getting sued a bit by Crytek. Uh, yeah. And there's no updates on the progress of the game recently, so... Yeah, the latest update I saw was 3.0 is finally hit the... It's not an alpha, but it's in the pre-alpha test server. Yeah. I don't know. I, I opened up my Star Citizen launcher the other day, and it still had no updates, and I hadn't logged into it for like a year. Yeah, I mean, um, sadly... But, uh, yeah. Who knows? You know, maybe it'll actually, you know, be released. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, I backed. It. <laughs> that's the that's how low the bar is, right? Yeah. Like I mean, actual finished release at this point. I mean, I, I love the scope that they have. I mean, they have big big ideas and all that. But I've been a backer for what almost two years now, and I still can't even get like my freaking Hotus to work. Like, okay, you go to uh, uh, what is it? Like Quantum Jump or whatever it is. You know, like their hyperspace. Well, every time you do that, it like re-zeroes my throttle to whatever position it happened to be at when I jumped. <laughs> wow. So, all right. In, okay, at first I thought it was just an issue with that controller. Then I got a new, I got a new HOTUS and same thing persists on that one. Well, then it re-zeroes itself when you like exit your ship to go, you know, ex- you know, to go EVA. So then you get out and your ship then just like re-throttles itself and just runs into whatever you tried to park it at. <laughs> just, I don't know. There's been yeah, so many just stupid glitchy things. It's like, okay, it's an early alpha, whatever. Well, version after version after version was coming out. They kept cranking out updates and it just, the stupid little things like that were not yeah. getting fixed. And if anything, I feel like the last time I played it, it was even worse. Just, hey, the first thing it did, it was like glitched through a wall. I was floating in space in my underwear. You know, like ended up running around on the platform and hijacking a ship. And well, at least the Elite is actually po- really polished. Yeah. Uh, some, I think that it has some issues, but none I really have come across. It's a bit non-intuitive at times uh, to use menus or do certain things. 
or you know to actually know how to complete missions and such but uh overall quite a polished game and uh yeah i would recommend it uh, it it takes some time getting into it but uh it's it's a huge huge well like it's the entire bloody universe so yeah it's a it's a big game so uh i i think it'd be really cool if you you know if anyone tried it so yeah yeah I'd that's about 20 it. minutes on elite you must be happy because <laughs> i always hated elite sections on the podcast oh yeah well hey now, now you're like, the oh, what is he talking about now yeah well here, here's the section you're really gonna like is uh fallout 4 vr yeah i'm just gonna go uh make a cup of tea whilst you talk <laughs> yeah so fallout 4 vr finally came out on monday and you know that was basically ever since that was announced like a year ago i just stopped playing fallout 4 it was like i was kind of getting to the end of my playthrough anyway and i was like planning out what my next character was going to be it's like you know what screw it i'm just going to uninstall it i'm not even going to touch it again until the vr version comes out and that was like the big driver bit behind me even buying a vive and building my new pc this year you know kind of went a little overboard on my on my build um, which now I'm glad I did because the system requirements are freaking through the roof on that thing. You know, like minimum spec is a GTX 1070. Uh, and then even on a 1080 Ti, it's kind of chugging along. Uh, but oh my God, like it, if I had to pick one video game today to play for the rest of my life, it would be that game. I have never had a, I mean, like, I, like, I feel like that's a, kind of a loaded thing to say. Like I've only, I haven't even played it 10 hours, but like I have never, well, for one, I'm familiar with the game. I played all the way through fallout four. I mean, there's a chunk of the map that I never got around to exploring, which I kind of left intentionally. Once I knew this was coming, it'd be more for me to do that. Be sight unseen. But as as you're walking through it, one, you're just seeing everything, you know, actually there. It's like going, going somewhere that you've only ever seen pictures of or seen in a documentary and you're actually there for the first time. Like, hey, I wanna, I'm gonna go. I've never been to London. I've seen pictures of London. I've seen documentaries about London. But to actually walk there would be a whole experience in itself. Well, that's what I'm getting in this game right now. It's like, okay, here's all these places I've I've done. Like I've I've been to them, I've seen them, but like I haven't stood in them in the way that I have and looked around. Like I I find myself, okay, when it gets dark, I take shelter. Like I go find somewhere to freaking sleep and wait for you know, wait for morning um, or a storm came through. And instead of just kind of keeping on playing, I went and took shelter by a fire and watched this freaking radiation storm go through. Or like I sat in an abandoned house at night and I just sat there and literally like, okay, you hold your arm up, you know, your, your pit boys on your character's left arm. Well, you just hold your left arm up and you can scroll through your pit boy and all that. Just like, you know, you would, if you're wearing the damn thing. Um, and I sat there and I just messed with it. Cause I hadn't even, I hadn't hardly messed with it at that point. I'd been too busy kind of exploring and, you know, doing some other stuff. So it's like, okay, I went through and, you know, checked out my armor and, you know, the radio stations and kind of some of the different, different controls and, you know, kind of different UI associated with that. And then just, I, I literally sat on my floor, like in, in real life sat on my floor and like looked up through this broken up ceiling, like at the stars and stuff, you know, like I was actually sitting there just, it's, it's such an immersive experience that I never expected to have with, a video game yeah no i can imagine it's a it's a game people love because of the world right oh yeah and you actually get to almost be there yeah i mean bethesda's done a hell of a job with it 
Yeah, so it's not a, a you know a, a low quality port as well. Yeah, it's I mean they they had seemed the, really couple, good. Yeah, they had a couple issues on release. Um, I think you know there were just some bugs, and they fixed them within you know twelve hours. Um, like the you know people are having issues with it being blurry. Well, only some people were, but it turned out it was trying to match. It was trying to set your Vive to your desktop resolution. So like mine, you know, I run a fourteen forty p desktop. You know, it's like I had no issues, but people who had like a 1080p or even like lower resolution monitor, it was trying to make their VR display, you know, whatever, 1080p or 900p. And, uh, uh, and it just, you know, had all kinds of issues, but they, they patched all that kind of stuff immediately. Uh, so they've done a really good job with it. The controls they've done really well with, you can kind of tell that it wasn't built ground up for VR. Like, I don't know, I see a lot of people complaining yeah. about, oh, you reload your weapons. You don't actually, like, manipulate it like you're loading a magazine into a gun and, you know, racking the slide and all that. It's like, well, how many VR games actually do that? Not many. Yeah, yeah, but at, <laughs> at that point, it would become tedious, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, I can understand where that would be cool, but one, there's 500 different weapons in that game. For them to program that in and you to know how to do all that kind of stuff, like, I could see it kind of being cool. Oh, hey, I've got a pump shotgun. I'm actually going to pump the thing, you know, but like, okay, I've got this stupid pipe rifle with a seven round magazine. I'm going to reload this thing 500 times. You know, it's like, I, I can see where, where that immersion factor would come in, but at the same time, you're already getting so much from porting this game. So on the, on the note of VR, uh, there's been another interesting port. Uh, was uh, Payday 2 came out and it was kind of a surprise. Um, they just kind of said, okay, here's here's a, if you load up the beta version of the game, we have a VR port and basically it's the whole game in VR, you know, or a good chunk of it. And I, I'd owned Payday 2 for however long and I don't know that I'd ever even installed it. It was like, okay, in VR and like, you know, Reddit was buzzing about it. People were going crazy over it. It's like, okay, you know what? I'll try it. And oh man, was it fun. Um, you know, I just did like, you know, a couple of tutorial things, then did like a, like a jewelry store heist. And wow. <laughs> like sitting like breaking glass to break into freaking like jewelry counters <laughs> and grabbing this stuff while trying to shoot at the police that are coming in. I just, that was cool. And the best part is that they left it. The non VR players can play with the VR players still. So, you know, they didn't like divide the platform. So oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, very, very good job. I hope. I really hope more uh, more developers are starting to port their things over because I mean the the success with Fallout, the success with Skyrim, Payday Two, uh, La Noir just came out, um, and I've I've been seeing a lot of good things about that as well. So for sure, uh, I guess the broader issue is still that it's expensive, uh, not just because. You have to buy the headset and the the tools, but also the. I guess you need a really powerful machine as well for it to make yeah. it run at the desired speed. So, I think we we're gonna get there maybe two three years where it becomes where maybe one in five gamers has VR headsets or two in five, and uh, we start seeing more and more games have VR versions added on top as well. Yeah, I think there's going to be more coming out where it's going to be kind of like Elite. I mean, I play Elite in VR and it's just it's just an option you tick, you know, in your graphics set. Or when you when you load it up in Steam, you say load the VR version and then in your graphics you just set it to like the VR settings and 
boom. You yeah. know, if I wanted to switch back to playing on a monitor, I can do it in 30 seconds. So I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I hope so. I hope so, because it's it's really interesting. Uh, and also, sometimes you just don't want to actually, uh, you know, you just want to sit back and play a game rather than stand or, you know, be fully immersed. Yeah, I think it's probably my biggest <laughs> but, thing is uh, yeah. VR is whipping yeah. me into shape. <laughs> <laughs> the gym couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The gym couldn't do it, but uh, roaming around the wasteland is uh, really doing <laughs> Especially sneaking where you literally <laughs> crouch to sneak. <laughs> I'm standing there, it's like, God, my legs and my knees. Oh, <laughs> what am I going to be done getting through this building? I'm, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, you sure it's not the radiation also making you lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you played? Oh, I've kind of dabbled in a little bit of stuff, trying to get through more of my library. Um, so, I played some Wolf and so the the... Wolfenstein, the new order, not the newest one. Um, I'd ha- bought that on sale a while back and played through that. I've, I'm a few hours into it, not very far, but really liking it so far. Um, you know, plus it was just I was playing it on my Steam Link with a controller, and I just FPSs and controllers don't don't work for me. Um, and then also just yeah. kind of the same thing. I've got uh, the Life is Strange prequel. Been playing through that a little bit. Um, just you know, re- really enjoying that. That's just more of a, a chill game kind of figuring out the whole Chloe and uh, Rachel Amber story. So I've been, I've been enjoying that. I, okay. I, I think I liked yeah. the original better, like with Max's powers. This one has a little more of the angsty teenagerness, at least so far, but it did have a really cool part. Like, okay, you just, oh, yeah. You, yeah. you just like, Hey, some guys, like some other kids are playing D and D like in the, like on the, the, on the lawn and they invited you to play with them. You could actually play like a D and D game with them. <laughs> like that was, that was actually pretty fun. No, I, how far are you into it, Ben? Uh, I'm, I'm only a few hours in. I'm not terribly far. But I, anyway, I just sat yeah, down the other day. Okay. So, so would you recommend it to someone who's played the other Life is Strange? If you've played the, I would definitely recommend it. If you've played Life is Strange already, then get, before the storm would be is worth it. I'd say. And the third episode comes out in a couple of days. Oh, that's cool. I still stand by the fact that the ending of Life is Strange was <laughs> bad. <laughs> was bad. It was really disappointing. Why are endings always so bad? Yeah. Like Mass Effect 3. Oh, this amazing game. You build this Inquisition and then you fight this alien. Basically, their version of Thargoids, right? Yep. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it's just... Do you want the red ending, the green ending, or the blue ending? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like having a balloon deflate. (laughs) Those were my hopes and dreams. Uh, Yeah, just, just... sad because the thing is you just remember the ending you forget everything else oh yeah <laughs> so yeah what what else have you been playing city skylines oh, again yeah the, yeah again. the addiction is back <laughs> again again yeah that's an easy addiction uh, yeah uh, I, w- I was really mad when i lost my save but for some reason it started working again and okay. uh yeah i've been messing around with the city and i realized there were some fundamental issues because um I never expected it to get that big. Uh, I sent you screenshots, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, and it's just a baton jungle. It's just, it's, it's huge. It was all skyscrapers. So, yeah, like people are fairly happy. It's a good city. Nice. Good place, good place. Um, I need a good name for it, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've changed the name. Wasn't, wasn't there a new expansion that came out? Or a new DLC? Yeah, I bought the... Uh, uh, there have been a few DLCs. Um, 
And with each DLC, they would add uh, free updates as well. To, uh, for example, they added the day and night cycle for everyone, rather than uh, when you bought... Uh, oh, I forget the name of, of that piece. But I bought the Mass Transit DLC. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't think it was good value or anything. But I really wanted the bigger stations and uh, support develop support the developers. Obviously, it was a good game, uh, but also also for the monorail and the blimps. Oh yeah, blimps! So it would just add add add, add this cool uh, extra layer on top, right? It looks like your city is alive, uh, and uh, yeah, the, it's been worth it because I've been able to. Uh, create a proper system for a proper network for the for the trains and now each station gets used much more heavily and traffic has fallen significantly and you get monorails so the issue i had was the city was so crowded uh, when it came to space that i wasn't able to just put uh, stations everywhere so i i really wanted the monorail monorail and yeah, you just upgrade your streets to have uh, the station. You can have stations floating above the street. And uh, I, I guess like uh, the New York subway, is that right? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so it doesn't actually take any space. It just built, it's built on top of the, the, the street. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they're really loud. So citizens will complain, but um, they have changed the city so much. It's, it's, it's amazing because it, normally you don't have stations used that heavily. Uh, those things are awfully but now loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Sorry. <laughs> Monorail. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like, I, I don't care if you're complaining about noise, if you can just, you know, stop driving cars. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. Each station gets used by 800 people a week and the big train station by over a thousand. And I've never had that before. Oh, that's awesome. And it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's just really, really fun. And, uh, now my traffic has fallen significantly, which was a bit of an issue in some areas where, um, people would come from the industrial areas with trucks or big vans. And, uh, yeah, now it just, it, it just adds this really interesting layer on top of the game itself, uh, which is really solid. And, uh, it was just really fun to experiment with it and upgrade the city slowly. That's awesome. uh, and uh, yeah, it's just yeah it's just really nice <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's just nice to uh to try out new things in the city you've uh played with uh, for 50 hours or because i've been on the same city since i started the game whenever we first recorded over like, I don't know, almost two years ago oh wow uh so yeah the 70 hours or whatever i've played in the game is, is still on the same city uh it's just uh, one thing about cities is they're organic and they you know like I guess, like, a lot of people call them organisms for a reason. And it really, you really get that feeling because it constantly needs small changes. And, uh, the, it, you can't just build a city with a million people on it. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You have to. It definitely has to grow organically. It, yeah. At a certain point, you have to change things fundamentally in order to uh, get over the plateau of growth, uh, plateauing growth. So uh, you have to <laughs> change things and it's just really fun overall. Yeah. Uh, really good game. Um, yeah, I, ho- I hope they, they build another one eventually. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a good I'm game. I'm curious how long they're going to just keep releasing like DLCs and expansions or if they're going to eventually just work on a you know a sequel game. I think it's been really successful and it's a really solid game, so they wouldn't have to for a while. But I guess it's Paradox, so 
the initial base game is quite cheap. Loads of people play it, and then they release DLC for years. So I, I think we're not going to see one for maybe... Even if they make one for maybe one, two years. Because they'll yeah. probably add more DLC. I'm, I'm not sure if there's any news about it. But uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, like Paradox, like that's the strategy now. Cheap base game. <coughs> cheap yep. base game, solid uh, gameplay, and then keep adding expensive DLCs. Because let's face it, well, I mean, the, like Mass Transit was nice to buy, but it was... It was still expensive. It's, it's, I don't think Over, it's really overpriced good value. for what it was. Yeah, yeah, you, you just get a few train stations and a monorail. And I mean, mass transit of all DLCs are pro- is probably the best of those. Uh, I wouldn't recommend the others, which are they, which don't really add as much uh, for what you get. If you know what I mean, because mass transit oh, yeah. just it does change the gameplay quite a bit because you have to think rethink everything about transport in your city and then spend loads of time um, making sure each each rail line uses the right platform and makes use of the big stations efficiently and etc etc so yeah I, I enjoyed the extra hours I got out of that good deal that's one I haven't I haven't played in quite a while I still recommend it it's probably going to be on sale in a few weeks and next week maybe in the steam sale which probably will happen Winter um, Yeah, I'm ready. Apart from that, I've got I got FIFA 18, another addiction that returned. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, typically EA, not really add anything. Um, but the thing is, people move from each FIFA to the next, so I have to get the new one to be able to play with my friends. Uh, yeah, also, I... I got it in, bu- in a bundle, so I don't think you should probably support EA with the loot box for shenanigans going on. Because FIFA, yeah, I was, that's when they originally yeah, started. Yeah, give it. you a little crap for buying it. <laughs> yeah, so, no, like, I didn't, yeah, probably should have, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've even cancelled my EA subscription. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, I don't think it's really, because FIFA is where they actually pulled the this stuff before all the uh, all the battlefront uh things happened uh you have those uh, fifa packs which you buy for your ultimate team which is a team you make and it's 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 basically like a trading card game and if you want the player you really want then you have to spend loads of money on basically like loot packs so you get players in each pack and most likely it's some awful player you've never heard of and you lose your money it's no generally there's a there are loads of twitch streams of people unpacking oh i'm unpacking hundred dollars worth of uh uh, ultimate team packs or hundred pounds worth or whatever and uh, it's just people are all over that stuff Uh, it's 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 quite sad i mean i guess it's uh, similar to like you know to physical trading card games and stuff but at the same time i just yeah, I feel like the, in the FIFA is, model, it kind of fits, but when it, it came it to like, the fit. Battlefront I mean, stuff, ooh. Yeah, that's the sad thing. I think they started in 2012 when I remember uh, I was in school then, and then my friends used to talk about it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I want this player. And then they would, they also have, have this web interface, so they would <laughs> keep checking on it on, at school, right? And then try to buy players and such. But the thing is, it's very cynical because at one point, you'll never get the best players the the top 10 players with the money you save by playing each match 
because they can cost millions and you only make 500 yeah. or something from each match. So it's quite sad. So you, yeah, you know how they twist the economics in such a way that they uh, get people to actually spend money. And that's the, that's the sad part of it. And uh, that's what they're doing with uh, Battlefront and all those new games that are coming out, like Shadow of War and uh, etc. So uh, yeah, it, it's I quite a it, bad practice. But the thing with FIFA is... Like with- uh, sorry, just want to f- finish on FIFA. The yeah, thing yeah, with sorry. FIFA is you can play uh, multiplayer. Ultimate Team is a separate section of the game where you have your own okay. team, but you can still play uh, co-op uh, online or uh, online matches, w- which are just uh, you know real teams, uh, real life teams, and you can play that online, which is what I do with, with friends. Uh, so uh, you can completely avoid it. That's the thing uh, oh, that's, that's that makes it bearable in FIFA, which is why I'm not really complaining about it, and I didn't really used to uh, before the Battlefront stuff. But the thing with when it's it, when it's in a game like Shadow of War or Battlefront, the fundamental nature of the game is twisted uh, to to make uh, you know m- the most money, and that affects normal gameplay negatively. Whereas FIFA, it has that in a little separate bit. It makes them a lot of money, but those people have to they get to choose to play it. So uh, yes, at, at least that's the case in FIFA. So it's yeah. I, this it's why I haven't really boycotted them. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I again, just, I again, yeah. I got the, I, I got it in the bundle. So you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, in the bundle, you did. Yeah, that's I, I can understand that. But like, yeah, the, the you know the Battlefront stuff and Need for Speed and you know all these other titles that EA has been pushing this into, where it's okay, even okay, you buy the loot box. You know, it's. it's, it's Started with, you know, Overwatch and, you know, even even the others, you know, like CSGO and all that, where, okay, you buy a box, you know, it ran, you, know, you get a random thing out of it, you know, whatever. At least, you know, like in the case of Overwatch, I'm fine with it in Overwatch because, you know, usually it's just a costume, you know, who cares? I've never bought one, I don't really care. But I mean, to be fair, Overwatch isn't exactly my ideal version of it either because yeah. uh, you can get stuff without buying the boxes and it's only cosmetics. But they're time limited, so you have to get the boxes to make sure you actually want the thing. Exactly. Like, I really if wanted, you know, yeah. you know, a certain costume. And it's like, okay, it was time limited. It was only for, you know, yeah. Halloween. So, you you're know? pressured into buying the boxes anyway. So, I don't think that's right either. Right. But, I mean, I, I could have bought, you know, $50 in boxes and probably still not even gotten it. You know, it's just... Exactly. Like exactly. Look at the draw. Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas, okay, like, okay, so, like, Elite Dangerous, you know, they sell paint yeah, packs I think for their ships you know it's like okay well it's you know three or four dollars and i get six or eight paint jobs for you know that model of ship but i know exactly what i'm getting it's not like i'm gonna give them five bucks yep. and yep. you know maybe i'll get the paint job i want or maybe i'll get something for a ship i don't even own you know yeah. it's like, and to be honest i would you know because uh there's this new christmas li- you can have christmas lights on your dashboard of the ship and I was actually thinking of getting it because it's just it's nice to have. I want that thing so, and uh, you know it's it's a transparent business model. There's no gambling element to it. Yeah, you know exactly what you're getting. And let's let's be real, it is gambling. So uh, so when I know it, I know some governments have been looking into actually classifying it as a gambling thing, which would then affect the age ratings or even you know the ability for it to be sold. Um, I know EA's kind of had to back off a little bit on it, and even in. 
Was it a Need for Speed? I think they almost completely changed the model on how some of the rewards were handed out because even outside of the loot boxes, just the gameplay, it was, oh, you win the race and you get some random car upgrade. Well, it might not even be for something you own, you know, but it was just like it just kind of put everything to this game a chance. Yeah, I guess that's the state of the industry, but I think uh, we will see regulation, no doubt, because it it is it, it exploits people with the tendencies to, you know, who... who you know how people say, oh, just, uh, I'm fine with gambling. I can just stop whenever, right? Many yeah. people aren't like that. And uh, when you exploit a s- certain trait of people, um, then, uh, I think that's, that's, that, that, that should be regulated because if it, it is game gambling, I like, what else am I well, going to say about it? So, uh, I think this- the industry will face regulation because, and, and I think they know that they might, and that's why they're all getting, you know, they're all trying to make as much money now as opposed to, yeah, you know, the, I mean, like uh, Battlefront, uh, it, it's, it's completely out of place, but they still did it because they know it might be limited eventually. So, uh, well, I think they're just know. trying to push, they're pushing the limit as hard as they can. And, you know, I think that's kind of multifaceted, yeah. you know, some of uh, yeah, it's yeah. just, they're just trying to push it. And I think... There's a room full of marketers and, you know, accountants and all that. And they're going, they're sitting there looking, oh, this, you know, look at these mobile games on cell phones that people plug hundreds of dollars a month into, you know, it's like, you know, 2% of their player base, you know, gives them, you know, 97% of their revenue or, you know, I can't, there's numbers out there like that where it's like this tiny fraction of the player base for some of these games gives them this huge amount of revenue and then everybody else, you know, plays the free game. So, you know, they're, and they're trying to emulate that model, which, I think if like yeah. okay, they said here we're yeah, gonna release right. Battlefront. Uh, the, the whales, it's right? Free. Yeah. If if you own if you own an Xbox or a PlayStation or you know whatever, here's Battlefront too, free. Oh hey, you know there's loot boxes and there's other stuff in it. If you want to pay some money, you can do that. But the game itself's free. If the, if they made the model that way, I don't think people would have really had a problem with it because that's what the mobile markets have been doing for years. But yeah, to have a game that's already you know sixty dollars. You know, yeah, US yeah. like that. That is, and then have uh, that in it. Oh man, that's the slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah. What was it? Someone called it a uh, pay to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Sad. I mean, uh, uh, you remember Planet Side Two? Yeah, I do. Well, remember it's probably still yeah. So uh, that has a good system. You can just buy weapons and such. So like games like those, uh, they're cool. But the current trend is very. It's the wrong direction, and it's actually turning people away uh so let's hope uh yeah it fixes itself i was amazed even on you know like on black friday and just walking past these shelves still filled with battlefront 2 copies you know the the consumer backlash was surprisingly strong it wasn't even an just an internet uh backlash right yeah yeah it's just gonna be reddit you know and there's not nobody else is really gonna know or care which you know still a lot of people the the majority of people still probably didn't know or care but the number you know the amount of people who's i mean it's star wars right oh yeah it's it's star wars people are gonna buy star wars stuff and it's christmas people are gonna buy their kids star wars stuff but the consumers at least seem to be much more informed this time around you know it was a lot more widespread of of people you know boycotting and avoiding the game so I, I do have to say I was impressed with the gaming community. You know, it was kind of the the biggest overall, you know, turnout and backlash. Good. Because the only thing that's gonna change the the 
what they do is, uh, you know, if there's a consumer backlash, because that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah, so loot boxes are bad. Microtransactions are bad. Give us real DLC. Yeah, okay, definitely. That's good. Just move away from the whole model. Like, like, like mass transit. <laughs> yeah, it needs. I mean, like, come on, man. It's like you pay fifty pounds for for a, for a seven hour experience. That's still yeah. a lot of money. I, I understand the you know the model they're trying to go towards is you know games as services. You know they want to keep you know players. But it just doesn't work for offline games and standard games. It's just yeah. Well, if it if it actually made sense, then okay. If you're going cool. to that model, you need to have <laughs> like doesn't. one release, you know, every few years, not multiple releases every year, because you, you'll never you'll never hold a player base to one game. In that case, you can't have games as services and then have ten major releases in a year. I've got some positive news. Hitman episode Ooh. one is now free. Paris, nice. Paris. That is a really good. That's level. a good level. That's a really good level as well. Yeah, it, it just it sets the tone for the game. Uh, really, uh, it's just uh, it's it's huge. It's very crowded. Uh, they use the people technology, the crowd technology they used in Absolution. And oh boy, it's fun. Oh, I I really like that one, especially going through and make make. Yep, I went through and spent a lot, did a lot of runs making challenges. <laughs> oh yeah, we making challenges for each other. That was fun. Yeah. Kill this guy in a vampire costume <laughs> in a high security area with a pair of scissors. Oh my god, that was such a freaking <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> you still did it somehow, except you know everyone spotted you, but yeah, you still did it. I, I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I I find, yeah, I, I pretty much just ran up and stabbed him in the eye with the scissors. You know, it was just I'd gotten to the point where I'd been so spotted, it's like you know what, we're just, we're just doing this, and then everybody in the auction still just sat there like nothing happened. <laughs> Some guy in a crazy vampire costume just came in and stabbed this guy in the eye. We're going to run on screen for 10 seconds. I'm going to sit back in my chair and get back to the auction. <laughs> oh, that was a good show, guys. Good show. <laughs> so, yeah, episode one, really good. And the thing is, it's, uh, there isn't really much story to it. So, it's essentially just like it's old game. So, you shouldn't be forced to buy the other episodes unless you like the, the game. Then Yeah, I, if, I if you like episode it. one, you'll like the rest uh, of the game. It's Definitely. just it's more just it's just more of that yeah yeah i think the level after is maybe my favorite with uh, along with uh hokkaido which is the last level um and also you can actually just buy individual episodes so uh, you can skip some levels that don't really seem good you know that's also an option which is the benefit Definitely. of this model um so yeah uh, I did a speed run of the last level, Hokkaido. I think I did it in three oh, and a half minutes. That was flying. <laughs> it, was, it took me hours to figure out how to do a, a proper run. Yeah, I, I need to make a recording of it for for YouTube. Uh, I start off on the mountainside as a ninja, and with a katana, I kill the uh, evil yakuza lawyer <laughs> and a guy who betrays the. Uh, the organization mr hitman works for so like it's really good um i'm gonna record that i think maybe today like yeah but that'll be that'll be fun it was really fun like the, the game just you can do anything with it and that's what really makes it special for me yeah i, I like it just it took the kind of hey here's a target and kill him any way you can see fit and just ran with it even more you know each you know each job has you know yeah, 10 yeah. different ways you yeah. can complete it it's nuts and the thing is, like, uh, in one level, in that speed run, 
you have to improvise so uh there's a door that closes and once it closes you can't go back through so what you could do is just leave a fire extinguisher there and the door doesn't it doesn't close it's just it's little things like that like physics are they've thought they give you this uh sandbox and you do whatever you want so nice really good uh and it's free so you should definitely worth trying some good news well, more good news. I got really good internet now. Ooh. 150 MB up and down. Up and down. Wow. I'm up and down. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gotten a gigabit, but it's just not worth it. I mean, I, just, I haven't seen anything more than 20, so especially upload speed. Ooh. Yeah. The, like just downloading a 150 megabyte episode file uh, was a pain. No joke. SoundCloud, SoundCloud sometimes would just freeze. Uh, and uh, I would have to do it all over again. So yeah, I can actually upload stuff now, uh, and maybe make YouTube yeah, videos or yeah. something. I don't know. You don't have to sit there and let it upload all day long just to have you know one short video. Yeah, and uh, just overall, it's incredible. Like the the way it changes the way you work, it's 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 crazy. That's, it's crazy. that's been one thing I'm really gonna miss if if we end up uh, moving somewhere different. Is you know we've been kind of spoiled for gigabit now. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, get, yeah, Google yeah, gigabit's kind of overkill for, you know, home use, you know, obviously, you know, I do a lot of uploading and things like that, where, you know, I use the speed, but at the same time, you know, 150 megabit would still do pretty fine for what I need to do. But, uh, yeah, looking elsewhere, you know, if we're going somewhere else in the country, there's a lot of places where you're still really limited on what you can get for internet speeds. So, especially here in the U.S., it's pretty uh, uh, insert sad. joke here about net neutrality. <laughs> oh, oh, let's not even go there, <laughs> dude. I, I need you to move to Europe. Yeah, well, I need you to come here. I'm trying to make that one happen. I need you to be free. You know when you know when you say regulations are bad. <laughs> no, no, they keep you safe. They keep you warm at night. <laughs> Although I do think like sometimes there's a limit you reach with uh, web browsers, mm. you still see the little flash. It's fast, but it's just it doesn't feel much faster. But everything else is crazy. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. it, Even playing games sometimes, uh, I um, uh, had I struggled with the because of the upload speed. It was only one down and twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty down and one up, and or, and it would be sometimes below one. So yeah, welcome, welcome uh, to the world of fast fast communication. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Japanese must be laughing. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the welcome to 1995. It's like we've hit the Bronze Age. All right, <laughs> peasants. Just quickly, Steam doesn't accept Bitcoin, which is sad for me because I bought some games with Bitcoin, and uh, yeah, well, practically free. I got five dollars worth of Bitcoin a few years ago. <laughs> you can imagine Ooh, what happened. With five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think it quadrupled or something it was before the current um the current boom uh of fifteen thousand dollars what was it is it uh, something like that oh, and, uh, it's, it's it's high right now yeah i bought off the side at eight thousand or something and it tripled like so i basically got a free game with five dollars of bitcoin <laughs> but they they're no Ooh. longer accepting it because of the downside of bitcoin uh which is the massive transaction costs so steam would in some cases lose money and uh we know valve loves money so uh, yeah yeah uh, it just shows goes yeah. to show i think it's a good example bitcoin isn't pra practical anymore is it so yeah well even just that the you know you'll you'll spend more on on the transaction fee than you would on the game at this point 
Yeah, it's it's. I just looked it up. I was curious. Now it's nineteen thousand fifty three dollars and seventy six cents U.S. Was it? Wasn't it like twenty five hundred a couple months ago? What in the world? I, I shouldn't have bought Wolf Star, should I have? <laughs> no, 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 you were. Uh... It'd be it'd be really funny if uh, it would have been a million or two million pounds, and then. <laughs> I'm like, oh my nah, gosh! Yeah. was a good, it was a good enough experience for me. I, I think it's worth two million. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I played this house. <laughs> uh, and then a month later, I'm glad I played this mansion. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, some good stuff. Uh, I think we we can wrap up soon. So, oh yeah, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, wow! Yes. Wow. Wow. So you went to see it. Uh, you love the first one. Yeah, uh, first one. Then you uh, probably one of my top movies ever. And uh, as soon as I saw the yeah, new one was um, coming out, you know, I turned into a five-year-old boy. I was giddy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and and you said, oh, you should watch Blade Runner, then Final Cut, and then watch it all again, and then make notes as well. And then, uh, yeah, and I watched it. I I didn't. I honestly didn't like the first one. Uh, maybe there's a sense of nostalgia with people, but also I don't think it. I think it does age okay. Yeah, it aged but okay. It's, I. In some ways, but overall, it's just slow in areas where it shouldn't be. Uh, I didn't feel any tension. I, didn't, I felt the story was a bit over the place. I like the general concept of. Uh, uh, I think spoilers are okay now. It's only been thirty or something years, right? Yeah, uh, I would say so. Uh, uh, is that the statue of limitations? Um, <laughs> or was it two hundred? I don't know. No one's ever had five years. <laughs> Whatever decades age is now. Yeah. I think, I think it's just the, uh, the general the world building even that's just done in those in those movies. That I really like. Yeah. You know, I really like that. Uh, but uh, I felt that it wasn't a really good film for me, and loads of people agree because, and I think for a lot of people, maybe for you as well, is it's nostalgia as well. Um, yeah, it's a bit because that was kind of like my one of my first real just heavy like I don't know like almost like psychological sci-fi movies. Yeah, but. Uh, Oh wow, Blade Runner! So it's been two, three months uh, when you saw it, and I saw it a month after, or a few weeks after you did. Yep. And wow, I can't get—I can't stop thinking about it. Still, I, I'm still. Uh, I think there's a theater. It's I'm, incredible. I think there's a theater near me still showing it. I'm trying to <laughs> talk myself out of seeing it again. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you could get it on Blu-ray or something, which should come yeah, out it soon. Comes but, out uh, Blue, uh, January 16th. Wow, that like the date I saw. I, so. You know what I always complain about? I think uh, I talked to you about Ghost in the Shell, the new one. Yeah. It was just... Wonderful. Uh, it was... <laughs> it was not good, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, they they show glimpses of the city, uh, the stories all over the place, uh, and they just try to copy some sections of the, uh, the anime, but the wrong bits. So they would copy a lot of action scenes, but they wouldn't copy things like, um, for example, uh, the anime shows uh, about five minutes or so of just the city yeah. when the, the music plays the iconic music it, the, it has and it, you just get to know the place uh, and ba -da -la -la -la, and you see people and you know that's what I think it's, it's it, it just has the right tone uh, it really sets things up whereas the other one was all over the place you didn't get to see the city much or absorb the world Whereas uh, in Blade Runner, the first few seconds of it, you you see uh, 
the the protagonist just fly over a certain farming area uh, and you get to see him inside the car and it, it's a, quite a long shot as well so you know like you get to see the, his clothing you get to see uh, the technology that's in use there and um, it, it really sets the tone quite quite well uh, overall like I was, it's like, I, was really I can't put it into words. I'm not a critic, uh, but it's like, yeah. blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah. I was really pleased with how much it set the scene. Like, okay, the first, you know, the original Blade Runner, you, okay, it's, you know, 2019, Los Angeles kind of future. People are, you know, anybody who has money or is healthy enough is moving off world and everybody else is kind of stuck there. But it didn't really go much further than that other than, okay, it was kind of dumpy and the people who were left were unhealthy or poor. And, you know, or both. Um, and, you know, that was kind of it. But, you know, in 2049, you really found out a lot more. And even in like the, the three short films that were released, kind of coming up to the 2049 release, you know, it helped explain a lot more of, okay, this is really, the the world itself is in ruin, really, other than this, you know, and here is what's going on and kind of why and what happened. Um, and then even just the, you know, just kind of the day to day of, okay, he's going here and you see this and this is kind of what it's like and you see people doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes yeah. home and eats dinner. and You get to does, see what know, it's like. I mean, you get to see what it's like to be in that world. It's like... Yeah, it, like people complain the way he, about this. Uh, like people behave. Yeah, like, you know, I feel I feel like a lot of people... Yeah, the, the movie got a lot of flack for like kind of slow pacing, but at the same time, it's that slow pacing that makes it so much better than a lot of other movies because that you get that few minutes to see oh hey this is this is what happens when they you know every day or you know what what goes on here or you know you get that that time to really absorb the envi- you know the environment and you know the scene that they're trying to set yeah uh for example there's one shot where he heads towards the LAPD station and that's the tallest building uh in the city and for 20 seconds you just see the him you know the fps view of the the flying yeah, yeah. towards the station and you see the little windows on the buildings um i think they they, they made a a real miniature set of the buildings um <clears throat> to and then it had cameras fly through them and it was just it's fascinating but the effort that went through the in, into all this uh, and yeah just loads of shots for example a shot down where you see atari hollow uh was it atari uh the entire building lights up as Atari on both yeah. sides, the lo- the logos and um, the dancing ballerinas as advertisements and yeah and there's just a few seconds where he he's in the, uh, somewhere near food food stores and just having lunch and then you see the entire like the entire area of that and just yeah I can't get over the film like just overall it's like it's it's what I really wanted for a long time. Yeah, I I really can't wait to to watch the Blu-ray. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't buy a ton of physical physical media movies anymore, but you know that is one that will be on my shelf next month. Yeah, I wish uh, you could just you know forget a film and then rewatch it. Oh know? yeah, so that's one of those. It's one of those. So I think one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, it definitely ranks right yeah. up there at the top for me. Yeah, I, I mean, you can tell by the way I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> and my stuttering that I really liked yeah, it. I, I really wish that it had gotten yeah, more, I mean, um, it got more widespread acceptance or, you know, widespread praise than the first ones did, you know, but, you know, the first one really wasn't a, a success at all. It was more of a, a cult following. 
you know, whereas this one, it's still, yeah. And yeah, and even then it was, it was years later before it really, you know, kind of came to, whereas this one, you know, at least, you know, they made, you know, they sold enough tickets to make a little money, but you know, it got more widespread attention. But I was really hoping that it would kind of kickstart that, you know, that public interest in cyberpunk stuff, you know, that's still just a genre that has not been explored very deeply. You know, we, you've got Deus Ex, you've got, you know, a few other kind of major cyberpunk, you know, franchises, and that's it. There's not a ton of movies, there's not a ton of games, there's not a ton of shows that really dive into that in the same way of other sci-fi, you know, kind of subgenres. Also, if anyone's going to watch it, I recommend the short films. Yes. The three short films uh, that are available for free on YouTube. Yes, I would definitely watch, uh, watch it sets the three the of scene. those before seeing it. You know, watch... Yeah, it does See the first movie? It, it doesn't address... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, but, you know. I think yeah, give it a try. A lot of people, loads of people would like it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I didn't, you know, see what was so good about it. I really it. hope that... I would um, love to see more shorts, like the animated short. Mm -hmm. I thought that one was incredible. Oh, that was good, yeah. I, I would watch a, a feature film, like, set in that universe like that. It was made by the guy who... Uh, who uh, directed Cabo, Cow, little Cowboy <laughs> yeah. Bebop, didn't he? Watanabe or something? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that guy's a legend, apparently. So, yeah, I so it wasn't just some, like, uh, again, low-quality short. Yeah, it was just little five- and six-minute shorts. But So, yeah, they went all in in the film. That's about it for today. Anything you want to mention? Play more VR. No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we, we got to go beat those alien fidget spinner. Yep. Gotta be, gotta, uh, gotta run army, into one of the new uh, tentacly ones. Those are supposed to be kind of frightening. <laughs> I, I'm actively avoiding that system. I actually have to pass by there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad I've got the uh, Lamborghini of uh, spaceships, <laughs> the Cobra. So yeah, you might be able to outrun one. None of my ships can uh, outrun them hardly at all. My it was a really close call in my in my Asp Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, uh, this podcast is available on uh, Apple Podcasts. So subscribe there, please. Uh, and I highly, highly recommend a, a proper podcatcher like Pocket Casts or Podcast Addict or whatever. So it actually downloads podcasts. I think people should listen to more podcasts overall, but listen to mine. And uh, yeah, like if you, I guess salimbo.com is the home where you can find show notes. I'm also adding uh, ch chapters, so if you have a decent podcast app, you can actually come back to a certain segment uh, because I'll have marked them. Uh, so it's really interesting. So you can just skip to another segment or come back. Uh, uh, so you don't have to look for 10 minutes uh, if you're listening on another platform. So that's cool. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Um, also Twitter. So I'll put the links there. I've automated it. So whenever a new episode comes out, it's just going to pop it up there. If you don't have a podcast app, thank you for listening. And I'll see you maybe next week. You know, uh, we can do the combo awards. Combo awards coming soon to you. Yay. Yeah. Uh, see you later, Brian. Later, Sling.